definitely forgotten the face of your father. My name is Matthew Kroll. And choose a pretty face and the world is your oyster. My name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film The Dark Tower. Didn't seem that dark to me. I mean, it was it was it was dark. Pretty moments, pretty well lit. Tower but we we can't climb this 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 pyre of literary uh uh just uh, classic literature. Yeah, with, alone <laughs> we can't do it. No, because chaos is a ladder and we need to climb it. Oh, that, see, I wish we could talk about that, but we can't. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining us once again for, I think, maybe a six, Pete, uh, the <laughs> one, the only, the beautiful, the lovely, my best friend, Stephen Buja from Same Night Movie Review fame. What up, buddy? Hey, guys. Long days, pleasant nights, and thank you, Sai, for having me. It's cool. Yeah. Um, Glad you, to be back. It feels like it has been a very long time since I have it, graced these hallowed halls. It's been a hot <laughs> minute because you have been very busy over at Oscar Watch Podcast. How's that going? It's going well. We just did an episode on Going My Way. I, by, this uh, is the thing. Every ben week Crosby. I get a, a movie in my feed that... that uh, not only did I not n- know about, but I didn't realize it was an Oscar winner at the same time. There are so many of them. I'm like, that one of best picture? Really? Um, it's so it's been a fun it's been a fun journey. Uh, I've been doing that and have I, I had a kid. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yep, yep. That was that was kind of cool. That's I can like relate to this thing. this experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's been a it's been a journey. Um, can I ask um, you a question? Uh, oh, uh, here yes. we go. <laughs> uh, we, I have found over the course of doing the only podcast about movies, we have developed a certain thesis about what this podcast is about, which is that it is ostensibly about the distinctions between what I find interesting in a film and what Matt finds interesting in a film. I'm curious over the course of the Oscar Watch podcast, you have been cataloging and 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 collecting the names of the Oscar best pictures as well as other uh, Oscar winners. What do you think in your experience right now you have learned about about Sid award winners or award winners in general? Um I've learned that since it is a human institution and people are generally fallible. Mm-hmm. That Speak for yourself. I feel like you're doing a <laughs> yeah. review of uh, of Paul Haggis's Crash right now, but keep going. Oh, <laughs> fucking movie that. Um, you know, but you know, some movies are just bad from the from the get go. But um, films that were lauded in their time uh, don't necessarily hold up over the decades. I've I've found, and it's and it's and it's they're an interesting time capsule into how people were responding to a certain thing at a certain period in history that uh you know it maybe maybe it gives some insight uh maybe it doesn't but we try to i like i've been noticing like a lot of like especially in the past movies were way different in the past man they <laughs> got away with so much um questionable content yeah right was uh, uh that just like wouldn't wouldn't fly now and it's like a very snapshot of the way society you know what do you what's a then. what's a film that you think has held up really well over time or, or what's something that, that you think is surprisingly uh falls into the category of what you just said of things that don't hold up over time um a thing that did not hold up over time that i that <laughs> really disappointed the hell out of me uh because i loved it yeah. as a kid it was braveheart uh, that, that, movie, that movie has not. You loved Braveheart. Yeah. Oh, it just it it just didn't do anything for me. It felt no. so just pedantic surface, surface level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pe- yeah. Oh, I, yes, I pedantic. Watched, Good I, word. Yeah, I, I watched uh, Braveheart recently, and I have to agree with you. And it, and it is a movie that, as a youngster, uh, I definitely watched many, many a time. I feel like that falls it, into it the, had that, everything. Yeah. It had everything. It had action. It had. Boobs, and it, and it, it was Mel Gibson. It's just great. And it was inspiring as a kid. You know, you kind of like you. It, it had a. There was a sort of a, 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 a thematic kind of like defiance of authority that really works when you're a kid and you really believe in. And it's like, man, you know what? I need to stick it to the man. This the world is not right, and I need to fight for what's right and good. But what, like Freedom. most like yeah. most things we believe in in children, we find out as we grow to adults that they're all lies. Yes, the, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> The true story of William Wallace uh, is it's very different. Yeah. yeah, very different. He was a, he was he was a terrorist. He was like, <laughs> like no joke, a terrorist. Uh, that I will say that music though, whew, yeah, that score is fantastic. Is it James uh, Horner who did James the score? Horner. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And he uh, he did basically the same thing two years later for Titanic. 
Ah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> my heart will will go on. Uh, but please check out the Oscar Watch podcast, uh, which I think is going to be. Uh, hopefully, I will be on an episode uh, sometime soon. Oh we've yeah, been, when's uh, that we've been happen? talking about it. Yeah, when's yeah. that going to happen, Shahir? It's it's, it's going to happen the same time the robot music video drops, right? <laughs> speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, we have some listener emails. I'm just going to segue okay. right into this because we have some listener emails from the artist of the robot music oh, video. Oh, that's right, Nigel. Uh, but if you want to reach us, you can reach us at onlymoviepodcast.gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at onlymoviepod. We take movie requests. We like to hear from our listeners. We and take movie requests. We don't necessarily fulfill them. We, we, although, we will. Although I do have an email uh, requiring one of our requests. We okay. did just get another request for um, a, a ghost story. Yep, that'd be uh, which good. I, yes. Which I really do want to do. Um, did but, Casey Affleck stay under that sheet the whole time, or do you think it's a double? You think it's a, No, he did. He did. <laughs> the thing is, Ben he Affleck was, was on set at the same time. They just switched them out because they're brothers. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get to Nigel's email in a sec, but I just want to uh, shout out to listener Will, who wrote us in uh, about War for the Planet of the Apes, uh, who said uh, he had just listened to our podcast and he had, to say, he had to say, and he had to email us this, and, and Will, I appreciate you emailing us this. Uh, Love that, you, Will. <laughs> that the movie was some of the dumbest, most plotless, <laughs> low stakes, <laughs> overacted bullshit I've ever seen, wow. and I was super into the first two. Um, everyone in the cinema was so serious and into it, I was just laughing. And then he gave me an entire list of, of alternate titles for War for the Planet of the ooh, Apes. Okay. Ooh, okay. Inexplicable yeah, Planet, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Strange War for the Planet of the Apes. And he lists like reasons that these would be, for example, uh, the mute girl giving uh, grieving for the ape that just died, but not her dead dad who wasn't, uh, who she did, doesn't even give a glance at. The Inexplicable War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, the no. absence of life from the environment and a tiny sense of scale. The Strange War for the Planet of the Apes. How the dumbasses, <laughs> Colonel's army managed to capture all these apes and put them in a cage in the snow with like 50 men. The weird war for the planet of the apes. Uh, and so on and so on. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I, wanted to call, I wanted to call it um, Spartacus of, of the planet of the apes. I think Exodus that was this. of the planet of the apes. Yeah. Just because uh, there was... Um, to uh, to quote Doctor Ian uh, Ian Malcolm, there uh, there's going to be a war in your <laughs> war for the planet of the apes, right? And no, there, there was not. There was there was yeah. As as I we, still go skirmish. Yeah, as we as we pulled from another podcast, which we don't listen to because we don't know that they exist. Skirmish of the planet of the apes is yep. our pick right now for, oh, <laughs> for best okay, alternate I like title. That. Yep. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Will. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's a it is what it, we yeah. Will also emailed us about it comes at night, but I'll go back into the uh, we'll we'll cover that at another time. Uh, not. Nigel, who is the artist who created the, uh, who who is the musician behind the uh, Sid Robot music video, which does have a release date now, by the way, September 15th, Woo! coming at your Yay! eye holes. It will happen. We've, we've put out trailers. It's official now. I'll crack it for that. There we go. <laughs> uh, he wanted to chime in on uh, Logan, our Logan review. Uh, we're, get, we're getting some emails from a, from a little bit of the back catalog right That's now. That's fine. Keep going. Uh, Everyone, listen to the back catalog. Go back and listen to Entourage and tell us what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't it's, watch the movie. It's great. Whatever you yeah, do, it's great though. Don't Listen, watch the movie. Listening uh, to you talk about Entourage, <laughs> the movie's terrible. Uh, Nigel writes. He, uh, I think, in our in our episode, we had a conversation basically talking about did the movie does the movie Logan benefit from having uh, however many seven movies yep. preceding it featuring that character, mm -hmm. or is it a good enough standalone film? Uh, Nigel writes in and said, "I'm ideally placed to answer one of the main questions you guys were pondering: Is the movie better?" Does it have more weight to the long history of X-Men movies? Ideally placed because I've only seen X-Men 1 and 2, and it was a long time ago. I vaguely recall Anna Paquin and some ice, but that's about it. No, that's strong, about covers it. Yeah. <laughs> no strong feelings for Wolverine or, the, uh, or one way or the other. Logan, great film. It's just well done and a cool story. If it was a Western with unknown characters, it would still be pretty great. It gave me feels at the end, which is all you can ask for. That is all. Carry on. Yeah, and I, I'm glad he really enjoyed it. I, I don't think it... Um we, we never debated that it couldn't be that, I don't think. I think, and, and I don't know if the question was exactly like, well, the question was, does it benefit from all these other movies? I think it does. I think it benefits, but I think... It's I, not necessary. It just, it gives it that extra push. Yeah. I, that that was yeah. my point. I never meant to say that you needed to to see the other films to get that feels as he described it at the end of the film. Of course, I think it's a very well-made movie that does it on its own. I just think it's it, the, the the weight of it and the catharsis of this, if you followed it along, kind of, it, help, it, it can't hurt it. It helps it. <laughs> so that's what I was always saying. You could argue X-Men 3 hurts it. Continue. 
continuing. Or 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 the Wolverine. X Men Three it. hurts everything. Or the Wolverine. No, uh, is it? No, the first X. Uh, the first X Men Origins Wolverine. Wolverine. If yeah. you can't name it, you can't make fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen it. Um, so yes, moving on from Logan. Thank you again, Nigel, for that. And we thank look you, forward. Nigel. We look forward to seeing some robot music videos. Soon. I love it. Uh, Kartik, uh, who requested the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, wrote in, finally listening to us, Steve Zissou. He actually wrote in two hours ago. That's so, great. Uh-huh. Time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. welcome. Thanks, Kartik. Uh, what cracked me up is how much I could identify with both of you. I like Zissou enough, but it's far from his best. Uh, of the recent Wes Anderson films, only Fantastic Mr. Fox has truly appealed to me. His shit is so quirky, so theatrical that it leaves me cold. Uh, how can I identify with characters who are so clearly at odds with... Uh, who are clearly just these little odd fragments of his, of his imagination. They're mm. so, so fucking weird and idiosyncratic. Um, so when you were debating about if Zisu is an action film or not, you said that it has a rescue scene in it. It does, granted, but I'm not invested in these characters. I'm just looking out for them to do something weird so I can laugh at or be amused by. So I don't care about the father or son thread <laughs> or about the career of Zisu. I think he's taking Matt's side on that one. Um yeah, so I, I still I still contend that the Life Aquatics uh, um, is Wes Anderson's version of an action movie, but uh, up for debate, I guess. Steve, have you uh, any input on the the oeuvre um, of uh, of Wes Anderson? Life Aquatic never did it for me. I'm a I'm a big uh, Rushmore and Fantastic Mr. Fox fan. I yeah. think I think the animated medium is for Wes Anderson really works. Yeah, for his strengths, and I'm very curious to see what uh, Isle of Dogs. Yeah, is, Isle I think of that's Dogs. Another uh, another like stop motion thing. Animated dogs, I believe. Uh, yeah, but you know, you got I. I just love I love the the actors he gets to play. I love Bill Murray in Life Aquatic. I love the Sigur Ross song at the end. There are moments uh, that are haunting, just absolutely beautiful. But there's so much crap involved, and it's also a really long movie. Like, oh, it there's a lot of shit to, in between it those moments. Yeah, it really doesn't need to be this uh, this long. So it's it's a lesser Anderson movie to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, but uh, would as you say Anderson film, directed by Les Anderson? I'm done. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't, thanks, I can't, guys. I can't I'll show anymore. myself out. Go. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I'm glad. I'm glad he got to actually listen to the episode that he requested. Yeah. It, it makes me feel a little less bad taking so long to do these, <laughs> or maybe that's just payback from him uh, because For, we're no, so tardy. I, I enjoyed doing that one. Um, and then just a couple more tweets. We've been still talking about uh, with a little bit of back and forth about five dollar bottles of water um, at the movies. <laughs> little Jesus little Christ. pro tip from this is, this is what it's come to. Little pro tip from one of our listeners. You can always ask for a courtesy cup of water uh, at any movie theater and it uh, they legally have to provide you with a Yeah, but it'd be cup. like a Dixie cup. It's a Dixie cup of water, but I have definitely done that in the past and I and I will point out my own hypocrisy which is I while complaining about my $5 bottle of water, I did buy a $5 coffee today. Uh, yeah, but I, there's extra stuff in that more than water. Still, you know, you I'm don't saying. know where those beans right. came from. I'm just saying the the inflationary cost of when John Travolta said a five, you know, exclaimed the five dollar milkshake in Pulp Fiction sure. has now made the five dollar milkshake seem redundant, given that water is five dollars. Fair. I would kill a man for a five dollar milkshake. That's a, in New York City, especially like that sounds that, that, great. You can't that's get cheap. That, that's it doesn't a, exist. That's an affordable milkshake. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> it would bring all the boys to the <laughs> I'm just going to keep And I would drink it right up. The worst puns <laughs> for this entire time. Uh, but moving on. Uh, Matt, did you have any other emails or, or feedback? No, you got them all. Okay, great. Uh, moving on. Efficiency. That's what I like. What I don't like is the dark towel. Let's wow, get into it. <laughs> Spoiler for Shakir. Well, the the Dark Tower uh, is a it, it was okay. It it's a movie. Uh, <laughs> it happened. We it, all the it, three of it, us. It is in twenty four frames. Yes, we did all see it uh, mm-hmm. with, with my eyes, and I heard it with my ear holes. Um, <laughs> I felt it with my heart. Should oh yeah, well uh, okay. So uh, let's do a little bit of a history with the film. I want to Steve. Let's talk to you real quick because okay. you, my friend, are a big the Dark Tower series fan. I. Really love this uh, series. It is a series that if you have read all of other Stephen King's other works, it really helps because they're so. It's like the Stephen King shared universe essentially. Yeah, like, yeah. 
characters come in and out. Um, so, yeah, I was so looking forward to this. This film had been in development hell for oh, just a, a very long time. Yeah, Ron who had Howard it first? Was attached. Yeah, Ron Howard was attached. Was, also, yeah, Javier Bardem was going to play Roland. I think J.J. Abrams was involved yep. at some time. It was going to be like a movie, a TV show, movie, TV show, kind of following the the, the, the structure of the books. And then finally, I'm like, Idris Elba as... Roland Deshane, like fuck yeah, yeah. sign yeah. me up for this. This is great. Matthew McConaughey is a man in black. Like that, like the casting is is was great. It had me excited, and then the movie <laughs> came out, and well, that's why we're here, I suppose. Well, look, okay, so the trailer for the movie came out uh, before, obviously, the movie did, and uh, it's one of those trailers that. I know, Shahir, you just watched it for the first time right yeah. before we did this. Uh, but it's one of those trailers that I feel like I need to get to a point now where it's a fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me sort of scenario. Like, it has all the telltale signs of the quality and the sort of the ilk that the film is going to be. But I was so psyched that, like, uh, for the actors involved, and I was psyched for the world to be displayed. Now, I haven't read the books, but I have okay. read the Marvel graphic novels that are like the prequels to the books that Stephen King helped write um and so it's about all about young roland and uh sort of like before the fall of the gunslingers like when there were still gunslingers Uh, the battle of jericho hill yeah yeah yeah. and like like you 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 meet you meet the crimson king and you find out all the history with the man in black and it's you know it's all very it's really cool stuff and i really loved it if you haven't read them or seen them check it out the artwork in it is nuts and i'm so sad they just decided to stop doing it like it wasn't finished (laughs) um so uh, that's my history with this, but I have been meaning it's on my long list of media debt to read these the Dark Tower the Dark Tower that novels. It's a long list. I know, it's, uh, and it's it's a long commitment. It's seven books, and it's you you can basically chart Stephen King's career, you know, his success. The first book is like pretty tight, and then it just keeps going to the point where you're like, dude, you need a you really need an editor. Like, <laughs> just stop it. That's funny. Stop. Uh, <laughs> but um, so I, I came into this thing and I was just like, man, I just want I, I think I, I watched the trailer and I was like, I didn't say I didn't think in my head that looks good. I thought I want that to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I mean, if you haven't gotten it from our tone, dear listeners, uh, I don't think any of us particularly enjoyed it all that much. Um, uh, look, so let me let me do this. Let me do this. Uh, let me read the uh, good old fashioned IMDb movie description of this film all right here we go okay the last gunslinger roland deshane has been locked in an eternal battle with walter odim also known as the man in black determined to prevent him from toppling the dark tower which holds the universe together with the fate of the worlds at stake good and evil will collide in the ultimate battle as only roland can defend the tower from the man in black yeah okay 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 okay. before you boo before you boo sorry that's not the movie i watched nope no the movie i watched uh should be cut together like they recut the the trailer for shining to make it into a romantic comedy because (laughs) it was literally a little kid gets has night terrors but then he gets magically transitioned into the world of roland deshane and like it's like this like it's literally it's this little kid story who, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, doesn't show up and isn't a huge character until book seven. No, he's no, in book one. Uh, no, it, he's he's <laughs> a version of him is in book one. However, he is one of. Then he is kind of just a plot device, but it's this great. He has this great. He has these great moments with Roland, but the books are about the gunslinger yeah and why the fuck wouldn't shouldn't they be because it's about a dude who's really good at shooting guns who's basically clint eastwood of and course king you want to make yeah. and king Ar- and like of course you want to make a movie about that but no of course no like we're gonna make a some ya bullshit uh that and so we don't even meet the the said gunslinger until about 30 minutes into the movie at which point we're like what the fuck is happening yeah here? uh on on uh, another wonderful movie podcast uh that i don't i must have listened to in uh you know off of keystone earth because we are the only keystone earth podcast about movies <laughs> uh the uh black men can't jump in hollywood podcast they made the you know they made the very apt uh observation that obviously that roland not the main character little kids the main character and that is 
the dumbest <laughs> bullshit move they could have. Po- you have Idris fucking up. <laughs> 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 what? Are, why is he not in nearly every scene? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, we could we could talk about the 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 dynamics of it. I'll, I'll just I'll briefly fill you in on my history with this book, with this property, with this franchise, with Stephen King. Big Stephen King fan from way back in the day. Re- used to read a lot of Stephen King books when I was a little kid. Um, I think my favorite uh, might be a lesser known, lesser, and not even a great Stephen King book, but a book that I just like had conjured images in my head, and that was the book uh, The Dark Half. Um, and uh, I, I actually read uh, Gunslinger, the first book, uh, about two years ago when I found a copy on the sidewalk in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> it must have fallen off the set or something while they were filming this because it was like just this copy, old copy of the Gunslinger. Oh, Shahir, like, Shahir, there were no copies of the books on set for this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, no. yeah, you're probably right yeah. there. But, but was, sir, I, I think that is Ka right there. Yeah, that it's Ka. Yeah, yeah. We've got a nice little Katit going here. Um, <laughs> but I, I found, a, like, I was just walking past and and it was like one of these books I've like I, I'm gonna read all of these books at some point in my life I'd missed out on Harry Potter I haven't read Lord of the Rings but I know Stephen King so I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into these and I was walking down the street and lo and behold a, a copy of the gunslinger was on the side of the road and I was like you know what this is my time has come I shall collect this uh and follow it down the rabbit hole mm, yes. um I have to say Book one is a real struggle. It's like it's a difficult book to really figure out where you are and orientate yourself in this world is really challenging. Uh, I like I said, I've read a fair amount of Stephen King books, and I found this to be one of the most difficult Stephen King books I've ever read. And I and I've and I've heard. I think uh, the the book was revised in two thousand and three to to change it a little bit uh, to fit more I into the so. to fit more into the world that he'd created around well, that's the, nice around the remaining seven books. Uh, but I read the, the the version I read was the original copy, which is kind of like a fever dream of Stephen King's. Um, you know, which well, he he was doing a lot of coke. Yeah, think, yeah. Well, the, and, and the thing is, the gunslinger was written before he became famous as well. So it was because wasn't it, was, it originally like in a magazine? It was like a short story. It was series? a collection of short yeah. stories, yeah. and it's yeah. it, it's ve- it's very loosely tied together. I will say there was a certain there is an enigmatic quality to this idea of a man walking in the desert, and in the distance there is another man in dark in black whom he is on a quest to kill. They like just that idea alone there's something quite viscerally powerful about it none of that is in this movie i want to i just want to start that up front this movie um to me feels much akin to to two things one it feels like um uh fantastic uh the fantastic four um interesting which which to me felt like a film that was abandoned halfway um and if this yeah i will say i agree but if this film was abandoned halfway they did a better job at piecing it together than fantastic yeah this is a bitter film than the fantastic uh fantastic the fantastic mr four the fantastic mr four uh this is a bitter film less anderson (laughs) here we go again um but but it is a film that feels that it was it was stitched together at some point. And I think the problem with this film is, is it seems like no one figured out why they should do this film. Now the dark tower as a series in the gunslinger series, uh, as far as I can tell, and I'm reading some, some reviews of it and reading, uh, some synopsis is a pretty free wielding idea. It's not as cohesive as something like, um, the Harry Potter series. It's not as cohesive as Lord of the Rings. It's much more, it's a much more, um, it's much more akin to a fever dream. You know, the graphic novels were the same way. Yeah. And so, and I think that is, that is interesting, you know, like, and, and it obviously has a major following. So I think obviously the attraction to do this series because it has such a big following because there's seven books because it's Stephen King, a well-established name is very evident, but nobody read these books and figured out the why these books, why are these books so popular with their readers? Why are these books so enigmatic? And, and, and none of that is in this film. What we got in this film was instead an attempt to make a young adult version of, of the dark tower and to try and market it to a popcorn crowd. And unfortunately it fails on almost every level to do even that. Because who they're marketing it to is not young adult. 
who they're marketing it to is us, is people our right. age, like adults or thirty like somethings. Right. Because because the, all the advertisements, there's no real other than the trailer, like that has to show the kid because he's the fucking main character. None of the TV spots, none of any of the posters or any of that shit have the kid. You see a badass looking Idris Alba and a fucking evil looking Matthew McConaughey, and they they put it up there like it's a fucking dark well, yeah, grudge I mean, match. To be fair, you have to put those two on the screen because are you, you going to put? Jake, I understand, but this is what I'm saying. Jake I'm, I'm not saying they should do that. What I'm saying is the, the movie they made and the movie they advertised are two different movies. And that's going to fuck you no matter what. Even if it was great, it's still good, which this was not. It, it, it will it will fuck you at the box office. This movie at this point, I think, only made 21 million out of its 60 something uh, back. Um, you know, who knows if good. it will. Um, but but my thing is they just literally they took one of the most complex and sort of beloved sci-fi kind of horror-ish narratives and created this paint-by-numbers PG-13 sci-fi, and I mean S-Y-F-Y, movie of the week (laughs) sort of thing. And it's the classic, and this is kind of why I wanted to do this one even after we saw, after I, I knew kind of what it was after early reviews came in. It's a classic case of putting IP first. This is this is a paint by numbers just like, oh, well, it checks all these boxes. Uh, it's got a following. Stephen King did it. Uh, you know, like it's just it's yep. Check, check, check and go. And it's like, oh, it's the it's literally like the Instagramming of film. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. and it's nuts. Right. It's um, it's a remix of all sorts of things we've seen before. I actually kind of. Um, look at it as sort of a bad version of Masters of the Universe. I was going to say a, exactly which the is same a movie, thing. Which is a movie <laughs> I enjoy. It's dumb. It's but it's like it got a lot of fun. But it has sci-fi, fantasy, it's sword play. Heart it's got and the, it's cohesion. Got, it's got heart and cohesion. Exactly. This one just doesn't have any of that really. Despite all the talk of like well, I shoot with my heart and whatever the whatever the fuck. Um. And, it should be it should be such a done deal because the series itself is basically a remix. It's like just look, just you know, Stephen King watched the uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly and was like, I can, I'm gonna write a I'm gonna write a western. That's yeah, fucking weird and crazy with sci fi elements, and that's great. And you don't even have to introduce all of the the crazy stuff from the last couple of books because the first book, while it is yes, it's a little hard to get into because they it literally just drops you in media and uh, media and res. It's like it's a very simple story. There are basically like three characters. Yeah. You can do you can have a budget of 20 million dollars, shoot out in the desert. It looks gorgeous. And I, make all your money back. But I, I, I got it. No, hang on, hang on. I got to disagree with you. I think the reason this movie fails is because they had that approach, which is that it, they thought that, well, if we just shoot the scenes that are in that movie, the problem with this book and this series is that it is incredibly difficult to distill into why this is important. Like Harry Potter is about a young child growing up in the world of magic. So we understand that Lord of the Rings is about the quest to remove this ring. The dark tower is, is metaphysical. It's meta in a way that, that most people don't expect it has. Oh, it's so wonderfully meta. Like, you know, as you said, it's the multiverse of Stephen King's universe and it's all connected together. The dark tower is one of the most obvious metaphors in Stephen King. King's uh, work. It's it's basically uh, his 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 creative impulse is the Dark Tower. Um, but nobody has figured. But 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 I you watch this film and you don't. What nobody has taken the time to do, and I'm not saying that I know this because I found the first book difficult to do, is to figure out why should I do this film? Like, what is it that I can contribute? I told you why. No, no, no. You're saying why they did this film financially. I'm saying that's the, reason, the only reason. No, but the reason this film fails is because no one actually figured out the why to do even even a film. We're saying that, the same thing. No, no, no. But here's the thing. Even a film like uh, Ghostbusters, which I think is a film that doesn't it, that kind of ostensibly fails the remake of Ghostbusters. OK, there's an understanding of why they wanted to do that film. There's a clear understanding of what they wanted to sit out, what they set out to achieve with that film. It's not a very good film. It's also mm-hmm. kind of the same reason as The Dark Tower. It's a familiar IP that they know they 
can bank on, so they don't take the time to actually figure out what made the IP special in the first place. But they had an idea, which was that they wanted to reconfigure what that what we understood about Ghostbusters. I don't think there's a clear idea of why we should do the Dark Tower in this film. There's no. This is. It, it, we are it, saying the same thing. It is entirely incoherent here, um, and it is, and it is, and and the creative failure is the inability to try and wrap your head. Now, I think it's a difficult task. I think it's a very, very difficult task to figure out why oh, yeah. to do the Dark Tower. I, I've read, you know, I read the first book and I was like, I don't know why you would want to make this film. Um, well, I think, I mean, I'm not too familiar with uh, director Nicolaj Ar- Arsel. Arsel? Yeah. Um, Famous for uh, the Royal, a Royal Affair and he also uh, re-managed, he managed to configure the girl with the dragon tattoo as a series, which I think is what got landed in this game. Probably. Um, he's obviously not the man for the job or, or he's a figurehead and the studio that feels like this is a studio. This, this movie was made and, and, in and, and, and died in the edit room with notes and bullshit. Like that's yep. what this feels like to me. I think it died. There before, were, I think it there died were, on, on the, uh, at the laptop. I think it died. Yeah. I, I don't it, think it, there was it, a coherent no, it idea. Di- no, on it died, paper it died because it died because of two mans, two mans, not <laughs> men. It died because of Tom Rothman, head of Sony. Right. And, Screenwriter Akiva, Akiva Goldsmith, Goldsmith. <laughs> who has written such wonderful gems as Batman and Robin, yep. mm. Lost in Space, oh, where's da Vinci- Winter Winter's Tale, Winter's Tale, Da Vinci Code, <laughs> Angels and Demons, The Fifth Wave, Transformers: The Last Night, and I believe one of the worst reviewed films of the years, Rings. Yep. Mm. Oh, by the way, well, he was like one of twelve on Transformers: The Last Night. <laughs> oh yes, yes, but uh, he is to me the physical embodiment of screenwriting one hundred and one, like. Like okay, he 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 has final draft and he understands the bare basics. Somehow the dude won an Oscar. Beautiful for mind. Beautiful mind. Like, yeah. I, but I think that's because Ron Howard is an actual director who can yep. elevate material. But man, this was this mm. was dead the moment Akiva Goldsman was announced as being a writer on this on this movie. And like maybe it wasn't him, but just like he's been involved with so much crap over the years that you just got to be like, no, like you know, at one point it's it is not everyone else. It is actually you who are the asshole who's who's the <laughs> jerk in the relationship, and you have to change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I- and and what sucks, what really sucks is you can see. Um, Idris Alba and Matthew McConaughey like try like yeah. they are trying. I, I, I think that their performances are fine, but they're given nothing to do. I, I, I think uh, this is uh, the odd. Maybe this is the turning point. Maybe it's happened before this, but I think the reconnaissance is well and truly over. The reconnaissance. And, 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 uh, and I think I, I was I, I was like, wow, this movie managed to make a guy like Matthew McConaughey who can make reading the phone book sound good. This movie managed to make him sound like Deadwood. But that's his, that's his, that's the script. I honestly feel like that's the script. I didn't think his performance was terrible. It was literally just garbage to do. I'm not saying it was great, but it it was not the problem. It is not the the symptom of which we will find where the disease came from. I think Steve kind of hit that nail on. Of the many things that this bothers me is that, well, now we'll probably never see Matthew McConaughey as Randall Flagg in yeah, the, any remake of The Stand. Because yeah. like, it's, 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 it's the same, same character, character right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same character. And like that would just be great. But McConaughey, like you announce it, you go, like, yes, he is clearly some like trickster magician guy who is this mysterious character that Roland is pursuing. And they just remove all of that that shit for some crappy psychic kid for a joke about not being able not knowing what the, not having chicken on their world but yet he's in a kitchen knowing exactly how to cook chicken he also comes from a world <laughs> with goats and birds so I'm, I'm just like you know what I'm pretty sure you've got chickens if you look hard that enough. was definitely a second unit and script uh, snafu they didn't quite uh, connect together did you shoot those chickens uh, I don't remember I'll just do this line great <laughs> hey, there we go the, the I guess the interesting thing is is that the fundamental to me again that fundamental why is is missing but the fundamental like not nailing the fundamental why also leads to all sorts of strange problems with this film that are just, uh, I think, uh, you know, like to, 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 to get to that point, you know, like a, a favoring of IP over, over actual ideas. And, and the, the fundamentally 
I, I'm reminded of a scene in uh, The Omen. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember the film The Omen about yep. Damien the child? Yeah. And there's a scene with the babysitter uh, at the at the top of the house. Walter uh, Gregory Pick is uh, you know they're having a dinner party or something or you know birthdays kid party, and the babysitter comes out of the window. She's standing at the top of the house and she look she shouts she looks over to Damien and she says, Damien. Look, I did it. I'm doing it all for you. I love you, Damien. And she and she jumps off the the building to her death. And it is that that scene. You know, The Omen is a pretty good film. Uh, you know, it might not hold up as well in my memory. But that scene and the idea of this woman being so possessed by by the the devil the devil is so terrifying and it's so haunting and it and it really it gets under my skin in a way that I can't quite explain. Matthew McConaughey's character in this film pulls that kind of trick several times over and it has no sense of dread it has no sense of terror there is no sense of who cares what the implication of this is he turns to people and say now kill each other and walks away and and we we don't care he turns to a little girl and says hate and we see her eyes darken over but we see no consequence of that and we don't see the malevolence at which this character plays, which is what you need in order for this to even function at a, at the most basic level. In order to be on side with the gunslinger, you need to know how evil Matthew McConaughey is. Even though he says these things, it carries no weight. It has no dread. It, there's a plot in this film to destroy a tower with the psychic brain power of children that involves a visual scene oh where lasers are shot into the sky and and hit a towel which crumbles who gives a shit in this movie like who cares what any of that well, is that's doing well that's fair the the the, <laughs> yeah. the thing about the again i don't blame mcconaughey for that really at all that is honestly there's no there's no weight to that because the movie doesn't give time to give weight to it there is what they were going for and it fails is the audience to when he goes stop breathing and someone just goes and fucking dies or whatever that's supposed to be shocking because of how easily the man in black can just kill or do whatever he wants and mcconaughey was i guarantee he was told you like act like this is nothing like this is a wave of your hand and it doesn't even fucking matter the 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 part the 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 problem with that is that direction gives it no weight where the where the director or even the scriptwriter thought like oh man it's gonna be so badass because he's so powerful like that'll kind of explain it 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 doesn't and it it is lost and and i right. think you what you got, Steve? Yeah, no, no, it 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 doesn't give him any weight, and also it makes the oh, Roland, you just happen to be you know, <laughs> immune to my charms, <laughs> even <laughs> more bullshit. He seems to like, resist my magics. Yeah, uh, like like With everybody, a K. Every, like everybody is special because they have some like fancy psychic power to them. Like oh, who gives a shit about this? The Shining also, is more interesting in terms, of, in, in, you know, when it's talking about the Shining. Yeah, when it's yeah, shine. Like, oh, yeah. Shine. yeah. And, and and of course you're like, oh, I I know, I get that reference. Ha <laughs> ha, thanks, movie, great. Also, by the way, who designed the Dark Tower? I'm just like, if a kid can take it out, like man, somebody somebody fucked well, up. Well, in the, see, in this the is the, this is the point. This is the point. It's not <laughs> so, the Dark Tower is not meant to be taken at a literal level in the book. It's meant exactly. to be. It's a metaphysical thing, and it's also a philosophical point. Like the and the problem is this film mistakes action for philosophy. Like at the end of the at the end of the Gunslinger, the 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 penultimate scene in the Gunslinger involves the men in the man in black and Roland. Not the men in black. Two very different. <laughs> Will uh, Smith turns up yeah. and and they have a conversation. But but the man in black and Roland have a conversation, an existentialist conversation about the, the nature of their battle. In this film, it's that a happens. With some gun foo. Yeah. And, and and it's like oh, yeah. it's a complete Although, misrepresentation. Uh, maybe maybe it's more gun kata. Yeah, it's more gun kata. And I, that conversation, while brilliant, I thought was made better uh with the fan fiction of men in black when he's just <laughs> saying, just bounce with me, just bounce with me, now make your neck work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> so that conver I mean it's very deep. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That that that's now I and again, I actually don't even think you should I, I agree with like uh, in a way when Akiva Goldsmith, Ron Howard, we you know, JJ Abrams 
Games all approached this material, they were like, we have to reconfigure this some way because it doesn't really fit into the mold of what we understand as television today. I do think, uh, I do, you know, the director I would have loved to have tackled this particular book would be uh, Alejandro uh, Hodorowski. And if I think if you you watch the Holy Mountain, I think the Holy Mountain is a bitter example of what the Dark Tower should be as a film. Um, Maybe that's where the Dark Tower sits. At the holy at the at tip the of the, at the tip of the base. At the well, holy, yeah, it, if you it, zoom well, it, back camera, it, you'll see that the holy mountain is. Did you actually, just say camera? You just it, said it literally <laughs> like uh, Thirty Rock. Have you seen the holy mountain? No, that's the last line of the holy mountain, is it right? which is which is which is the director standing saying, "Now zoom back camera." Oh, all right, and, nice. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Now, see, that's that funny. Would be uh, here. Have you? read about any of the future installments of the dark tower i know about the meta qualities of the dark tower and the fact that okay. stephen king himself appears in the dark tower and again i think yes. the, my understanding is the metaphor of the dark tower itself becomes much more uh existential and metaphysical it's not literally a tower that needs to be like hit with a laser beam or anything like that no. it is it is a it is a metaphysical idea it's a representation of king's creativity it's a metaphysical right. it's, representation and idea that needs to be hit with a laser that's a, that's By my point psychic kids yeah and and that's with the shine and, and yeah. again i so i kind of i fundamentally like you know if i when i read the dark tower whenever, whenever i read anything i think about how i would adapt it and when i read the dark tower i was like i don't you know i would need to reconfigure this whole thing from the ground up. So I completely sympathize. I, I, I even the, I know that there's a, there's a, a representational issue that makes uh, putting Jake Chambers at the center of this film over Idris Elba's the gunslinger problematic, but I sympathize with the rationale to do so. I even understand it because, because they want to find a character who's a gateway into this world. I don't agree with it. I'm just saying I sympathize and I can understand how that would have happened. But there's a million, there's a million it, ways it, they could have done it correctly. Yeah, it, of course. It feels, what, that, that feels like just co- like a cop-out. Like you can tell if you have a strong enough script and a good enough director and great actors, you can make anything accessible. And I think I, you, I there's, there is an accessible agree. version of this. I think the book itself is like, it's not the most accessible, but you can pick up lots of well, little things if it's given the time yeah, to well, breathe and to grow and to show you these little bits, the little flashbacks that Roland has in his life. Here's, just, but here's the deal. They don't do that. Yeah, here's the deal. In this world where everyone wants their own goddamn cinematic universe, especially Sony, holy shit, they want one so bad. This, <laughs> so bad. this could have been it, but not starting like this. You A good re, reworking of, of the narrative here, and actually, I should probably let you borrow them the although i'm going to read them again the the graphic novels take the beginning of roland's life yeah and it, it, it those were all i guess apparently like sort of short stories before or anything like that it re reshuffles the deck a little bit and it makes them a, a little bit more of a traditional narrative to understand right. there's still a metaphysical sort of weirdness to it but you can follow and it's 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 a reshuffle it's 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 done the exact thing it feels like you're doing if they want this Oh, pie in the sky cinematic universe of their own. They could have started there and had like 12 movies, yeah. but they didn't. Yeah. They rush. They do what they always fucking do and just go after the wrong shit for the wrong reasons. And then they, they, I do. I kind of agree with you. Someone gave up somewhere. I think they gave up in the editing room. You think they gave up a little earlier, yeah. but someone realized it was a stinker. Didn't want to tell anybody really. And then it just had to plow through because we're already, we already got contracts. Hey, and it did make yeah. money and not and enough, not, an, you know, it's, it's making money. Um, and you know, like by the time it goes overseas, it probably make money. I, I think that you know what else makes money, the drug trade. It's not all good if you're making money, <laughs> but this is legal. Um, <laughs> it, maybe it shouldn't be, but it is $5 uh, water. Here. $5 they, water. They've right. also, uh, I think they've already announced a showrunner for the TV show version of, uh, the dark. Oh, Tower. please let it be the guy who runs iron fist. <laughs> please just oh, let's go full God, circle. No. No, um, but I, no. but I, you know, like I'm sort of curious as to like why, why they believe there's a demand for it based off of the 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 back of this particular well, film. I hope this movie. It's, pro- just, it, well, it's just just because, as you say, it's the IP. Yeah, it's I like, hope this movie proved that this shouldn't be a movie. This should be a, if they're going to make it into a different form, a different medium that's not a novel. It should be a television show, and they should do a slow burn, and they should do it smart. Uh, it should be. It could be preacher. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know Preacher gets a lot of shit. Um, uh, Shahir, have you seen Preacher? I have not seen. It. I've read a couple of the comics. Yeah, yeah. But not, uh, so. You know, it, Preacher kind of does something interesting too. Preacher sort of reshuffles the weird deck a little bit of the comic, uh, and it does it in a way that I find very enjoyable. It keeps the it keeps the crazy, but it does the crazy through its storytelling, not the actual story. And I like that a lot. That's one way you can sort of get this um, this effect. Uh, and you can only do that in a series. You can't do that in a movie because it's just there's no time and just the the fucking balls that they must have had to take this eight novel just opus and put it into a an hour and a half film starring a little kid (laughs) like wow they just must think that they can do no wrong well i'm I'm not again I'm, i'm never sure who the they is in your thing because i think it's a it's a it's a the committee. Know, I, I don't, but I yeah, don't, the committee. I think the people who genuinely, even Akiva Goldsmith, you know, he's been working. You know, people have been working on this for a very long time. I think there's a desire to want to make a good movie. I just don't think that the the thought process that that was required in order to try and attempt to configure this as a movie was done. It's a uh, lack of skill met with a lack of insight, or I should say, uh, the lack of uh, proper insight that is needed to take something like this and not just make it a cash grab IP bullshit move. Not only the lack of insight, but also the lack of authorial control, you know, like to say, no, this is the, the film is this version. This, this movie, this movie is so, it's, it's so, uh, it's so all over the place, but it's also so glaringly inconsequential. Like nothing Nothing matters. Nothing matters in this movie. Things happen in front of you, but nothing is of consequence. Nothing matters. Nothing, nothing, you know, I, I can't remember. <laughs> that's a, the wrong phrase already. <laughs> I can't recall a film that left my brain so quickly as I walked out of the theater as this one. If, if we didn't have to talk about this on the <laughs> podcast, I swear to God, I would forget every single moment in this movie. That's uh, fair. <laughs> I, 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 I liked the just, way he I, I loaded the gun. <laughs> I just felt rage as soon as I left. I was like, I don't remember any of this, but it's just this feeling of anger and just just hatred towards this, uh, towards this film. And as to the, um, you know, I'm th- I, I was I think about like why does why does the movie need to be made? And it, it certainly doesn't need to be made like this. And I keep coming back to those like, but the thing about it is is that it's a movie. It's a series about obsession. And when you refigure the plot the way it is, the way they have done, especially with the Jake character, it loses all of its dramatic heft because, spoiler alert for the book, at one point, Roland is forced to choose between pursuing the man in black and saving Jake, and he chooses to pursue the man in black. To Jake's detriment. yeah, and, and there's this great line. It's it's actually the it's actually the 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 teaser line on the poster. It says, you know, there are other worlds than this, which is just this great thing, and it lose it has no consequence here. But that is what I think the that's the essence of the gunslinger, and that really what the tower is is inconsequential to. It's literally a movie about the journey towards something. Yeah, what what the end result is doesn't matter and in fact it sort of folds back in on itself over and over and over again in a brilliant twist yeah that um i know what the twist is yeah yeah, don't say it i I want to read okay okay i want it's 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 an incredible it's one of my it's one of my favorite endings to any book series that's uh, great in history in history but it uh and they 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 just missed that completely by you know just refiguring the character for like standard revenge yeah, they, they reconfigure meta. They, you know, Stanley Kubrick wrote, uh, wrote a thing which was that if it can be written, it can be filmed, and and what what I think is interesting here is that they have taken a complex meta narrative, multi 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 universe idea, Maltese Falcon, Maltese Falcon. They've taken a, <laughs> a complex Maltese Falcon. Yep. They've taken uh, a MacGuffin, yep. which is what it is. Yeah, thrown and, it in right. with some Malteses and made a milkshake. But, um, but, but they've less Anderson. They forgot. <laughs> they've, they've simply, they've, 
The, the, have they forgotten the face of their father? No, yes, certainly. But has. no, the, the, okay, sorry, I'm interrupting. No, the thing is, is that this isn't just a bad way to adapt this with this film, which is a, which I could forgive. I could again. I think it's a very complex, difficult novel, and I think only like a madman like Alejandro Jodorowsky could do it justice. Give it to way. George Miller or George Miller, or or you know, like some kind of you know, for you know, for sake of a bit of word, uh, visionary filmmaker who right. only makes films that they could make could could potentially change this into, into something interesting. But it, but this is not just not just a bad adaptation. It is the worst possible kind of adaptation of this, which is yes. that it recon. It seems to think, and and what it is that that is frustrating about it is it is it is it doesn't take its audience very seriously. It really, it doesn't take the audience of the book very seriously. It doesn't take the audience of a general movie going public very seriously. It seems to think that, that if we just shoot things, uh, and we have the gunslinger in a cool jacket and Matthew McConaughey draws some lines every now and again, we'll be okay. And, you know, John Ford said something along the lines of every movie needs to have at least three good scenes. I, I think this movie fails at that fundamental level. And, and it's really unfortunate because I don't think anyone, again, I don't think anyone goes out to make a bad movie, but I no. think fundamentally this is a cynical, cynical exercise that, that, that doesn't treat its audience uh, or its material or the people who have invested their time to work on it with any respect. Yeah, when the Lord of the Rings came out, people were saying it's you know it might not be an adapt like a direct adaptation, but it's capturing the essence of the of the books. Which you, you read rereading the books, you're like, okay, I, I can see that there is no essence of the of the Dark Tower in this in this movie. So like it like it crumbles. It completely it crumbles like the stupid tower getting hit by the stupid kid energy it's literally uh, it's the cinematic equivalent i'm going to do it one better than instagram it's the cinematic equivalent of the video on the internet of jurassic park right before they see the dinosaurs you're supposed to hear the beautiful swelling uh or the orchestra and it's just the <laughs> fucking shitty harmonica playing that's literally the adaptation of the dark tower you get and it's so interesting to me and i just kind of had this i'm sure every fucking reviewer has said this but like for a film whose catchphrase is is when you've lost your way, you've forgotten the face of your father. <laughs> d- d- what the? F- it's so on the nose of its own shortcomings. It's ridiculous. This is nothing like what Stephen King intended or ever wanted to make, <laughs> and and it's it's forgotten its way so hard in the blind, just fucking fever to go for uh, money milked from an IP that the creators of this swill don't understand. And it's I. I that's a ballsy statement for me to say I haven't read the books and I still know they don't understand it. Like I, I can look at this even without anyone else's opinion and know if they're like, Oh, this was based on something. And I was, I'd be like, yeah, they probably didn't read the original thing. Like it right. just feels cause it's so cookie cutter. It's so it's a coloring book mm-hmm. and it's a coloring book that if you ever drew out of the lines, it would slap you on the wrist and make you like redo it and make it all fucking <laughs> homogenized. Like it's just so blah. Uh, oh man. I want, I Matt, I want you to read the books. Now I will. It'll you, take me ca- catch up with me in 2020. Yeah, at the, at, the, at the very least, the first book and go. What? Yeah. The yeah. hell? Like none the, of this. None of this tracks. At yeah. All. None of this tracks. None of this. Like I said, that first book is difficult, but but none of the ethereal qualities of that book are on the screen at all. Even in its most in its most distilled version. I would love to do a little thought exercise. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know we've been we've basically spent the whole time shitting on this movie. Sure. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. This is not a movie that deserves your money. It is not a movie that deserves your time. It is a it is a waste of effort and talent uh, on all levels. It is not seemingly. But 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 here's one thing. It's not quite as bad as the Fantastic Four. So I'm curious. I know. Isn't that weird? (laughs) Isn't that weird? Yeah. I'm I'm curious. What did people like in this movie? Uh, Steve, uh, okay. Honestly, the, as much as I wanted the Dark Tower adaptation to be basically a two and a half hour western directed by the guy who made the proposition, I think yeah. that would have been fucking John Hillcoat. Was it John? Yeah, Hillcoat? John Hill. Yeah, yeah. John, John Hillcoat. Uh, 
the the film moves along at a good pace it doesn't explain anything but it's never entirely boring it's just infuriating to me as a reader so the 95 minute runtime and i can't believe there's a, 90, there's a film that runs 95 minutes it it that kind of works and other you're, you're also, literally saying that the best thing about it is that it ends quickly is that it ends yeah is that it ends quickly and uh the casting of idris elba and matthew mcconaughey uh i think is top notch because idris elba he needs something he needs some god damn movie give him he needs bond to pick better projects <laughs> he needs to be bond he needs to no do, he, he, whatever. He, he needs to not do a franchise he needs to do something he needs to not do yeah he needs, well, a film he that's need, coming he out needs to go back to luther or something what's like the, that what's yeah, the film coming out the one with the the plane crash it looks good with uh, kate winslet yeah. and uh I'm based I, on a true story in the 70s i don't i, don't, a, I recall the I, dude, I don't know. But but you know the first thing that uh, like my wife said or anyone anyone who watches that show was like ooh trapped on a mountain with Idris Elba hello <laughs> <laughs> um, are they remaking Alive or something what? no no it's not Alive it's based on it's based on a much smaller plane and less soccer playing oh okay <laughs> yeah well thank God because soccer <laughs> <laughs> um, and probably less cannibalism as well the mountain that. between us curses <laughs> All right. that's what it All is right, so, literally yeah, that, the that's... title and the location of the film yeah <laughs> and that's where the dark tower is <laughs> it is. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, the tragedy of this is that Idris Elba is not a is not a movie star uh, in the same way that Matthew McConaughey is um, at this point in his career. But he he damn well should be. Um, and and unfortunately, this is not the and, and, you know, with a with a franchise potential as as big as this set of novels, you would have hoped that this would be the thing. But unfortunately, it is not. So what did you like about it? Uh, myself? Um, I liked his jacket. Pretty cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. Cool jacket. Um, I, uh, what, what did I like about it? Uh, let me think about this for a second. It, um, take your time. Uh, I didn't look. The, Don't, that the, didn't sound like a positive. Here, here, here's the, here, here's <laughs> we're the, supposed to be positive right now. supposed to be positive. It's that weird thing when like the gun foo is cool, but in a resident evil sort of way. No, but, but it's like, I, I, my, my level of interest in it is non-existent because the film is bad, but, but the gun foo is arguably cool. If you just watch it on a gun kata, um, whatever it is, if you just watch it on a sort of like. I am just watching stuff, choreography in front of me, and that's all I'm watching. I'm not watching character. I'm not watching story. I'm not watching um, a coherent piece that fits within to the film I'm watching. I'm just watching choreography. You could argue it has very good choreography. Um, but but you could argue that you uh, could argue that. But 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 again, that car- you want to die on that mountain. The the, the choreography, <laughs> is, you know, like is it is fundamentally tied to it doesn't mean anything in the film. And if it doesn't, then then you can have the most beautiful. You could have Gene Kelly tap dancing away in this movie and it wouldn't matter because he's not connected to this movie. So therefore, his dancing is not good. Well, uh, isn't he, though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything's I mean, connected. We're all connected to this Ooh. movie. Uh I think sort of. I, I agree with everything that you've said. Those things are all nice. Um, I don't think I said anything nice at this point. Well, you you, you, you tried. You did the best. You you, did the, you, you, you spoke nice you like Shahir speaks facts. nice. Yeah. Uh, I think I think if I had to pick a thing I liked, it would be. I mean, this is literally a backhanded compliment, but whenever it almost got into like a side bit of the story for instance all the orbs when mcconaughey the man in black opens up the cabinet and he takes one of the orbs and he's using an orb all those orbs have stories and like also the 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 the, the what's it called the um the demons or whatever that like the wear face. the skin i think that was cool i i I even liked the little bit of like what, what I was questioning was like, okay, man in black, like the guy's like, go put your face on. Don't, don't let me see you like this again. And cause he wants them all to look human. And I, I was, I was curious as to like, Ooh, why? Like, I know it's a throwaway line, but little things like that got me. Uh, the, and, and to be honest, look, I'm a sucker for a fish out of water. And there were like one or two moments in this, like when he discovers what a hot dog is yeah. or like whatever. And like, those are cool. That reminded me of masters of the universe when they eat chicken wings for the, right. yeah. For the yeah. First and time. they did it better. I wonder why they put the food on these little white sticks. Yeah. Um, those are rib bones. Yeah. Oh, what a barbaric world. Yeah. I could quote that whole movie. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I just think, um, 
there, there's very little to praise because I'm just thinking what the, you know, if they, if they were like, okay, we need to pull some quotes here for the movie poster. Uh, we've got, uh, Steven Buja from Oscar movie, po- Oscar movie watch saying basically that was close. Uh, Oscar watch <laughs> podcast <you> <laughs> saying, saying, well, it was 94 minutes. Yep. You got you here saying, you could argue that the gun foo was cool. And you've got Matt saying <laughs> the orbs looked cool. <laughs> no, you, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather fish out of water's neat, <laughs> right. it, but not this fish out of water, just fish out of water in general. The hot, jo- the <laughs> right. hot dog joke was neat. <laughs> right. uh, that would be I our like poll the, quotes. The, 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 the fish out of water in wonder woman was handled much better. Oh uh, yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's cause there's someone who can direct. Um, <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I mean, I, that's all kind of our final thoughts, I guess. This is a weird sort of episode. It's I, a short one. I but just it, wish, I just wish, I just wish, guys, that that, 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 that the studios would just learn lessons, but they don't. And and I hope, not because I want anyone to, to like actually work and sweat it into this movie to go hungry or anything like that, but I hope that they look at the returns of this movie and just try to just, just for once, just be like, why, (laughs) why didn't this work? And, and, and maybe they'll stumble accidentally into figuring out that just not giving a fuck is probably the start. Like I just, I, uh, this is directly to you, Sony, uh, whoever you are, Mr. Sony. Uh, uh, I love your playstations. Uh, I really do. There's aspects of your company. I really enjoy. Uh, thank you for lending Spider-Man back to Marvel. I really appreciate it. Um, with that having been said, this is a bit of an intervention I feel. And, uh, I'm saying this because I do love a lot about you. Uh, yeah. you, you dear friend, Sony have forgotten the face of your father. You have forgotten why, why you exist and there's no clearer current example of that than the Dark Tower film adaptation that I watched. Please look at it and learn from it and and come back stronger and more self-aware and realize that you can have your cake of making a ton of money and eat it too by making something quality that people want to ingest. Hey, they made but, life. But Sony, that was pretty good. But Sony, guess what? Because of the nature of the series, you have essentially infinite reboots on this just get <laughs> that is true keep keep idris elba keep matthew mcconaughey and you can just go another turn of the wheel over and over and over until like roland you actually get it right so like do you think, do you it's, think not, that's- it's not over it's not you can you just like you just be like you know what that that one that was just like one of those shitty that was a shitty turn of the wheel we're just gonna like here's the real story i'm just saying like there are options you have and just and yourself. just remember they did that with the with spider-man and the amazing spider-man so i'm just how'd, I, that, how'd that wheel I've, turn it yeah okay it, that wasn't a great turn of the wheel but it's nice to know it's sort of like the the reboot button is built into this yeah by is, its very nature is this yes, wheel, it is. You know, yes it is is this wheel the wheel of fish no, no one gets that reference. No. no. Wow. Oh, red snapper. Very tasty. Thank you, Steve. Oh, I miss you, buddy. <laughs> I, I think my point here is that it pains me. It's never fun to rip apart a movie. It's never fun to just sit here for an hour and shit on a movie. <laughs> and but unfortunately, some movies just need. Well, some they have movie, that face. Yeah, some like, some oh, movies just, just are, yeah are punchable faces, and this is one of those punchable faces. It's unfortunate because they have some very attractive faces in it. Um, Here's looking at you, Matthew McConaughey. Um, Idris Alba, baby. If I had to, if I had to pick, yeah, yeah, but you know, but Matthew McConaughey you're is not, like you're not raw lo- dog no sexy. one's losing. You're not no one's losing. losing. No, no one's <laughs> losing in this battle. Um, in the Matthew McConaughey Idris Alba sandwich that we're making here, um, but <laughs> so it pain it pains me to have to like like I don't like these episodes. I don't like episodes where we just sit here and 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 talk about how bad this thing is because i feel like there is a love of craft and people want to make good movies i know when we say that all the time it's just i think there's teachable moments i think that's what we're doing i don't know if we've told i don't think we've i'm not sure if we've learned anything <laughs> no i'm saying we are don't the teachers we don't need to learn we've, <laughs> we've given a lot of ways this could have worked i don't i i that i guess now, maybe now, that's the fundamental thing i don't know how the dark tower on film works it's definitely not this way, though. We've given a lot of great sort of an, uh, uh, ideas on how to make it less bad. Obviously, we haven't found the the, the pure wonderment and thing that would make it all come together as cohesive whole because it's so complex. But there's very standard baseline shit that this movie forgot to do that we've all said. So I look, and again, I just it's a teachable moment. I hope I hope someone's listening that that can 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 learn. 
Perhaps, perhaps you would like to, if you have a teachable moment for us, you could write us in at OnlyMoviePodcast uh, at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at OnlyMoviePod to teach us how you think The Dark Tower could have been better, how it could have adapted. If you if you are a fan of the books or the graphic novels, please write us in and tell us fundamentally what this got wrong about those things. And if, and if it, maybe those things, you know, again, I've only read one of the books, you've read the graphic novels. Stephen, you've read most of the material. I've read, but, uh, except, except the graphic novels, yeah. Yeah, but, but... So together, together, we form the Voltron of knowledge of this might be. <laughs> but, but, but maybe we don't even know. Maybe someone some, someone else really knows sure and understands is. what this is. And, and, you know, again, I think the Holy Mountain is a good example of what this could be, but maybe there are other examples. Please write us in and let us know. This has been the only podcast about the Dark Tower. Uh, Steven Buja, buddy, yes. pal, friend of mine, when you're not, uh, you know, helping make the cinematic space a better place on on your podcast, where can folks find you? Or actually on there, too. Yeah, well, uh, we like to think we review movies that are much better than this, though we have <laughs> had some stinkers here over on Oscar Watch. You can uh, find us on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud, Google Play. Oscar Watch, all one word. We review the uh, all the best picture winners, best foreign language winners, and best animated film winners from the 89 years of Academy history. Uh, we have a blast. Our good buddy Matt Marchetti is uh, my co-host. Yeah. And yeah, you should come check it out. What's, uh, your, what's your favorite movie that you've reviewed? <sighs> favorite movie I've reviewed? Um, the Dark Tower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lawrence of Arabia is fantastic. Honestly, I but I think one of the ones that hits me the most... And uh, 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 Shahir, I know, I know you're you're kind of cool on this. The lives of others, I, I still like, good... contend, is just a just a fantastic it's a perfect movie. movie. I have I have a hot take on that movie though, but it is it is ostensibly a perfect movie. Uh oh, I should have sounded the hot take alarm. (laughs) She's got a hot take. (laughs) Wow, that was that was a baby horns. One of my favorites. (laughs) That was like a cat, like a kitten going meow, 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 meow. I've got a hot cat take on this movie when I throw throw cats at you. (laughs) What about you, Shahir? When you're not hating that you're hating something, where can folks find you? You can find me at shahirdaud.com. That's s h a h i r d a u d dot com. Robot music videos. Coming out September fifteenth, uh, but directed by myself, uh, featuring well, not featuring. It is for the artist Nigel Stanford and some very cool looking Kuka robots. Uh, Stephen, you were an extra on Cymatics. I was. Uh, well, I, I loved. I loved that whole whole experience. That, oh, was, that was good times. Well, yeah, because you. And, 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 and by the way, sir, the uh, that pyramids video. Oh yeah, it's top notch. I love that. Oh, and it's thank a great you. Song too. Thank you very much. Well, I think I mean I'm going to say this humbly, and I'm only saying this because it's been a long time coming. But I think I'm hoping we will blow your freaking minds with uh, mm. on September fifteenth. Right. It's real good. It's re- if, <laughs> okay. if if that doesn't blow up to to epic proportions, then the internet is truly bork. Like there's no there's no question in my mind. It could definitely happen. Uh, yeah, Looking when when it. I'm not singing the praises of a music video I haven't seen yet, you can find me <laughs> at uh, Emperor MSK on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me at MMatthewKroll, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-R-O-L dot com for my life and works and skill tour, the number four P-R-E-Z uh, on Instagram. Also, I do want to kind of pitch a little thing that I was working on uh, for MTV International that just came to the States. Um, there's a show called Vidiots that I produced with a great team and of fantastic comedians. It's basically comedians in living rooms watching um, music, music videos. videos. <laughs> and if that sounds baseline to you, you're a hundred percent wrong. I I even thought it was gonna be like, oh, I don't know. It's one of the funniest fucking shows I've ever worked on, and now you can see it in the United States after its world tour uh, at eight thirties uh, on MTV Two. Uh, first show, I believe, to jump from international to US MTV wise. So um, I'm, I'm a very... big fan of music videos. What's your favorite music video on that show that you did? Oh God, holy! Mm. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Voodoo in My Blood by Massive Attack. I I, I no. love that video. Yeah. that's a good uh, video. Based on the the film by Zola- Andre Zalowski, Position. Beautiful music yeah. video, so, beautiful song. So check that out. It's such a fun way to watch music videos, and it definitely makes it fresh. And, and, and you know, everyone and their fucking mother tells me, like, oh, MTV, why don't you play music videos anymore? They're doing it, and they're doing it in an interesting way, so please support that. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much, and ladies and everyone, for uh, listening, and we'll be back next week uh, with, I don't even know what we're doing. We haven't decided yet. Listen, write us in. Write us in. Maybe you can be the deciding <laughs> vote. Don't forget the faces of your fathers. Or mothers, or, or parents. Or, or Appreciate in, your parents. If you see a men in black, don't follow them. Uh, just, just nod your head and bounce with them. We'll see you next week. Bye.